Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode. Joining me today is my friend and colleague, Miss Charlene Parlett. How are you today, Charlene? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Kim? I am just wonderful. Thank you for asking. So Charlene and I go way back because I actually at one time, many, many moons ago was, was Charlene's coach. So I had the pleasure of coaching Charlene and now she is herself a coach and helps to make a lot of people's dreams come true and gets to, to do that. So just think it's awesome to have watched you come full circle from where you were, where you are now and all of that. So one of the things that I love about you is you're always looking at what's the next important thing. And when I say right. next important thing, you're not looking for the shiny penny of, okay, everybody needs to paint their business waiting room blue because that's the color that's on trend. You right. look at what are the next things that we can do to move our business forward and make sure that our business is sustainable and keeps going for the long haul. Right. And one of the, the topics that you're very passionate about is diversity and how do we implement that in, in our businesses? And so I just want to kind of give everybody a, a second to be like, oh, OK, this is not a blah, blah, blah. Here we go. <laughs> because they're going to be like, oh, my God, now it's a woke. You know, so right. this is about understanding what diversity means, why it's important, what things to look at and how to be. Uh, more understanding with the words that you use and choose. And it could even, if for nothing else, save you from a lawsuit yes. one day because you're saying something <laughs> right. you shouldn't. And and you don't know that you shouldn't. I, I just heard a story mm -hmm. yesterday, Charlene, and I thought about you. One of uh, my my clients, they they just, somebody applied for a position with them and they had recently been let go of the place that they worked at. And when they asked what happened, they said, well, you know, there was a, a gentleman that worked with me and we kind of would bust chops all day. And he's like, I'm a big guy. The guy would call me Goodyear tire man or whatever. I won't say the exact words so that right. no one knows. And, you know, he would say something like, you know, oh, hey, pops or, you know, whatever. And they had a banter and a, and a working relationship. And, they, and he thought they were friends. And right. that there wasn't anything bad because he he wasn't seeing it with malicious intent. He wasn't mm -hmm. looking to hurt anyone's feelings. And that person wound up leaving the business and then sued the business for age discrimination 
and named his quote unquote friend from work that the two of them would banter back and forth about their appearance and whatever, and, and actually won. Yep. So here you go. You know, today we, (laughs) (laughs) we have to be aware of what, and, and not knowing that it's not okay. You know, I didn't know, I didn't know I couldn't tease him about his age or his height or, the color of their hair or so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to, you know, we're not here to preach today to get you to change your politics, to get you to vote for something different. Right. We just want awareness. So one of the things that you're doing is you, you join an organization to, to help you with your awareness and teach you what you don't know. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. So I joined an organization called Cadia because it's got a really long name, C-A-D-I-A. And the goal of that organization is to improve the diversity and inclusion and the um, the helping of people who may be in those categories to grow, to advance, to to get into management level or even C-suite level positions. The goal of that organization is not a woke agenda, which I I feel the need to make that comment. It is not a hard left organization. It's not a hard right organization, but it is an organization that is bringing to the forefront the conversations about, do we have biases intentional or unintentional. And I think all of us, I would hope all of us would agree that in the automotive industry, we probably do have a few, you know, I would say, I would go as far as to say in all industries, but that's just probably in all industries. If I'm writing an ad or I have a client who's writing an ad for a automotive technician, a mechanic, what is the picture that automatically comes in their head of what this person most likely would look like? Well, most likely they are picturing a white middle-aged man. That's, that's you know, unconsciously a bias. And because that's who we're picturing, it can and does impact how we'll word that ad, what kind of benefits we may offer in our business what kind of leanings we may have. Again, we're willing to hire someone who is not that picture in our head, but what if they need to take more time off than you're used to because they are a single mom? How will you handle those situations? Are you going to get angry because that person needs to take time off that the white middle-aged man in your head has never taken off in your experience before. So that's why it, it's kind of important for us to acknowledge that, hey, we do kind of do that. And what can we do differently? Because on the other side of this, in this applies to all trades. It applies to most retail as well. All of us have a hiring problem. So if you have a bias, a leaning, an expectation that this is the person you're going to hire, you very possibly will exclude half the population because they're the wrong gender. And then another large chunk of the population because they are not the race that you have pictured in your head. It's not because you're a racist. It's not because you're a xenophobe. It's not because you're anything 
but you do have a natural tendency because of your experience in this industry to expect this person to look a certain way. So if you can kind of get rid of that, you'll tend to change the wording of your ads. You'll start looking at your benefits package and thinking, hmm, what could I offer different? What could I offer instead? Because maybe someone doesn't want this benefit, but they might like this one instead. What can I change in my staffing to allow more flexibility for everyone? You know, you don't even think of these things until you stop and go, you know, what if that next employee is a different race, a different gender, a different age group? And their needs and their expectations and what they want out of an employer might be different. So it's just bringing it to the forefront and thinking about it. Because to be honest, Kim, I didn't think about it. (laughs) You know, and once some of these questions were being brought up in some of the events I was attending with Katie, I started going, you know what? We can change this. We, We literally could open up the market of people that we would love to hire if we would just change in our heads the picture of who that person is supposed to be. I I couldn't agree more. I just heard someone speaking the other day about someone took off and it was was a male employee and the, the business owner was furious because that person had a stay at home wife. So how dare they take off work to take their child to the right. doctor when they have a wife sitting at home that can Eat do bonbons. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, <laughs> listen, the world is different and it's yes. wonderful that parents want to be more involved with their children, regardless of what gender they are or anything else. And right. hopefully we want to encourage with all the horrible things going on in the world that there is more, you know, parental supervision and, and, people having families and whatever that family looks like, and that you would want the people working for you to have a solid home life and want to be, you know, part of that. Because if you have a family that hates the job that the person is working at because they can never attend events or they can never go to the doctors or they can never, whatever, guess what? That employee is not going to be working for you for the long haul because the family is going to go, this is crap. You, you are missing out on all these things. And we have to understand that the, the world is a different place. And we just did a folk, several focus groups. One of the 20 groups I work with we had tasked them with doing focus groups of what do people want, you know, ages, different genders, different nationalities, everything. And what are they looking for? What would attract them to a, a job and to go and work for you? And one of the things that they asked for, and, and, and it was almost universal, out of hundreds and hundreds of people is they want like family PTO. They all worded it different, but basically if they have a week's vacation and let us hope that everybody's giving more than a week's vacation, but just for the example of discussing this, if you give someone a week's vacation or PTO and I say, Charlene, you'll come and work for me. You're going to have five PTO days and you plan a vacation to take yourself or your family to Disney And then somebody in your family gets sick or one of your kids or whatever. And then you have to take them to doctors. Well, now you're taking off days from your PTO to go take them. So 
okay, if you had to take off two days to be with a family member or somebody that's ill and go to the doctors and all, now you have only three days left to PTO for vacation. And right. so they said, we want separate days that if something happens, if we have to take a child or, you know, an ill parent or partner, or whatever, to the doctors, that that doesn't come away from the five days that I get of the R&R that I need. So it, I know I keep saying it and everybody's probably sick to death of hearing it, but it is a different world that we yes. in many of the changes and the things that people are, are wanting are good things. And we have right. to stop looking at it as, oh my gosh, they want this time off or they want to take their kid to the doctor or they want to drive them to school as these horrible things and look at them as opportunities. Because if you can provide those little things for them, right. They're going to be much more engaged and all of that. You brought up something really interesting to me when you came back from one of the classes and you said about holidays and how ads are written. And mostly, you know, I think you said about like Christian holidays and there are a lot of people that don't celebrate Christian holidays, but they have other holidays they want. And right. you never thought about that. And I never thought about that in you know, how do you write that in an ad or what, what is that? So what are some of the other things that, that were sort of, you didn't know, or didn't ever think about right. So holidays, what kind of holidays you offer was one of them. Right. So, you know, cause again, we just go by the, the standard six or seven, right? You know, some of them are just national holidays. Some of them are nationally recognized holidays that happen to be Christian holidays. So in general, uh, there's no place in the United States that I'm aware of that you get Hebrew holidays off, Jewish holidays off, unless you take your leave. You know, the same thing goes for any um, Islam holidays. I'm not aware of anybody who provides paid leave during Ramadan, you know, things like that. So what I was learning was there's a lot of young people who will ask you that question. What about the non-Christian holidays? Can I take those off? And sometimes can I take those off instead if it's a job where they can work remotely or can they have access to the shop on Christmas because they don't celebrate Christmas? So I'd never really thought about it. Um, some of the other things that came up were, you know, if, if you are wanting to broaden your hiring base, a great way to do it is to be able to offer paid or mostly paid childcare. All of a sudden, you've just made yourself the preferred employer for single moms, for single dads as well, because trying to organize a work schedule and make sure you're making enough money to pay for that. Well, that's obviously a real challenge. That's a real struggle. So if you're able to offer that kind of benefit, you've suddenly made yourself much more favorable for someone who maybe is looking for a career. They're, they're, they don't want to work at McDonald's for the rest of their life. They don't want to work at the entry-level retail job they have. Maybe as of today, they're making you know, $18 an hour, because that's real, but you can offer them a career. You, you are willing to bring them in as an entry-level technician and grow them into a true career, and you're willing to help them with the biggest challenge 
for that, which is I got to provide childcare. Well, now you've given them a regular schedule. They're likely working Monday through Friday and you're willing to help with childcare. I'm taking that job. I'm getting out of that retail job where I don't know from week to week what my schedule is going to look like. The other big one that, again, I hadn't really thought about, but particularly if we're looking to bring more young people into the industry is we move under the assumption that those applicants, those kids, those, those you know, 19 to 25-year-olds have transportation. They don't necessarily have transportation. I, I just did on the morning show, my, the, my morning show, mm-hmm. the, the number of young adults that are not driving anymore today is just, it is crazy. I, I, you know, used to be that the minute you got your license, you were like at motor vehicle and dragging, you know, one of your parents to say, I want, people are not getting their driver's licenses till they're 30. If they're even getting it at all, like a lot of, there's a huge trend, which also decreases the amount of cars per household. So it's something everybody has to be paying attention to. So that that's right. really an excellent point. I didn't think about it. I was thinking about it from car count and, and that aspect, but I didn't think about it from right possible applicants. So, so what do you, you do? Have, yeah, <laughs> if you have someone applying that could be a great candidate, but you don't have any public transportation near close enough to get to your shop, get to your place of business, are you willing to find a way for that person? Are you willing to turn one of your loaner cars into their get back and forth to work car? You know, and again, I hadn't really thought about this, but you have a tremendous opportunity to literally change the lives of young people who are living in areas of your city that don't have opportunities because they physically can't get to that job. They can get to the mall because there's a bus and they can work that retail job, but they can't get to your shop because there's no physical way for them to get there and they can't afford to Uber every day back and forth to work. Are you willing to give someone, and this is really talking about someone who's in an underprivileged household, are you willing to go an extra mile to end up with possibly the best employee you've ever had, the most loyal employee you've ever had, because you're opening an opportunity that they wouldn't have in any other case? I love that. There's so many things happening, too, with finances right now, with the, the housing markets out of control and rents are so high. I Everyone I speak to that in, with right. families... And even without families that their, their rent went up $800, they just, so they have to move and there isn't anywhere for them to go and they can't afford to fix their vehicle or, and these aren't people that are lazy and just been sitting around and, you know, collecting state checks. These are people that want to have a home and they want to work right. and they want to, but with the, the pricing of houses and, and rentals, they're, they're really being forced to make choices that they ever, they didn't have before. So can they keep a roof over their head or can they, you know, and put some money in their car to, to get somewhere? So, right. And actually, because of that, let's be realistic in more affluent communities, middle-class and up, there's no public transportation because it's not needed. 
The public transportation is inner city. It's in um, more populated areas. And then it stops because the expectation is I don't need a bus to pick me up if I live in a 400, 500 million dollar home. So where do we want our shops? We want our shops in the middle of those communities because those customers have the disposable income to take care of their vehicles. And now we've located ourselves outside of the ability for some of our potential employees to get to work because they don't make enough money to afford a car. Maybe they could buy a car, but they can't afford the insurance and they can't afford the gas. So they're still stuck in that, you know, that, that donut hole, that catch 22. So, you know, I believe that we have a tremendous job applicant pool, but we don't invite those people in to even talk to us about a potential career because the obstacles in their way, we don't realize we could help them remove those. I think also, Charlene, one of the reasons that I really want you to come on and share this is we are not experts by any means on diversity. (laughs) I, uh, but there were just so many little simple things that you came back and you were like, oh my gosh, like (laughs) I just never even thought of this and it, and you're not a person that who has their head in the sand and thinks only one way. And so mm-hmm. I was like, Holy cow, if you are surprised at this stuff, then like, I know I was surprised to hear some of it. Right. It, but it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Right. And I want everybody to understand that because you're offering different holidays for different people. It doesn't mean that Okay, the most of the people get six holidays and now I got to make this person once 11. You know, it doesn't have to be such extremes. It could be we pay for five holidays a year, whatever it is. And and here's the choices or you you pick right. which ones. Right. It doesn't mean that everybody has to get 20 holidays off then and we have to pay everybody to be off for every holiday. Right. And I think exactly. that's the problem especially with small business owners as they don't understand it's not all or nothing. And, you know, if you can't afford to provide childcare full-time for whatever in your structure in your business right now, is it a possibility to look at when do they really have a hard time with daycares when their daycares closed or that goes on vacation? So do you have a, can you make a relationship, create a relationship with a local daycare in your area that it would just be as needed, you know, right. somebody they're home from school for whatever holiday that you're not closed for, but the, the parent doesn't have anywhere to put their child. So they either have to stay home from work or is there a local place that again, you can have a relationship with that for that one day for that month, you can pay for them to go or do something there. There's always a workaround and we have right. to stop looking at everything as a block to hire people. Because in another year, there won't be anybody to hire, you know, if we keep ruling out whatever. And you don't have to put in your ad, you know, we will pay for enlist 
50 holidays, you can say in your ad that we understand that you're unique and an individual and we will tailor your PTO and paid holidays to, you know, yours, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be. And for some reason, we automatically want to go to extremes. When we talk about having a flexible schedule, everybody throws up their arms and they're like, well, we can't just have them come in and out whenever they want. That's not a flexible schedule. Flexible schedule means you're open eight to five, but this person, it would work better if they work nine to six. Can we accommodate that? It it doesn't have to be this whole thing. And exactly. We have so many shops that just work so hard and they do a great job with, with hiring and understanding how to make the ads look appealing to everyone and not just that idea they have in their head of, as you mentioned, what does that look like? And we really got to, if, if anybody wants to have their business open in three years, like we have to get serious about this and looking at the talent pool and looking at how we can change our minds and open our minds and be respectful of other people. And I think that at the end of the day is the crux of everything. We have to broaden our horizons and, you know, just open our mind. creative. You know, some of this is just think outside the box, get creative. Yes. We got to remember we're, we're trying to, we're trying to find a way to not assume what that person looks like, but we're also looking at what can I do that would make me a more attractive employer? You know, things like we have a whole lot of really fantastic modern technology. I have a few shops that have service advisors working remotely because the technology is here for them to be able to, if they if they can meet by phone, we've always had that, but now the phone number says it's coming from the shop. Yay. But they also can invite their, their customers to meet with them on Zoom and be face-to-face to talk about their inspection, to talk about their estimate, to, you know, pull up a picture and say, this is, this is what that looks like right now. That's, you know, why. When I bring this up and mention it to some, to some of my other shoppers, they're like, that's not possible. And I'm like, well, they're making it possible. It's working for them. But they thought outside the box to even consider, can we offer something like that? Now, we can't do that with tax. Production employees. We not right now, them. but I'm working not right on now. <laughs> not right now, but I'm working on something with uh, Jim Silverman of with VR goggles that might make it possible Wait. that right. some of our our ATEC or diagnostician won't actually have to. But that's a whole other awesome. conversation. But right. But can you? You know, we talk about you set a standard, and we we even tell our our owners, our leaders, hey. You don't have to work open to close, but if you tell your team that you work from 11 to 3, you better be there at 10.55, right? Because that's what you're expecting from your team. I tell them, you can do the same thing with your employees. You have an employee who wants to or needs to drop their kid off at school, and that means they cannot be there at 8 o'clock. Well, then the entire team is made aware of the fact that this particular person's work hours are 8.30 to 5 or whatever that looks like. You're still setting the standard. You're still holding people accountable that here's you, you need to be to work on time. 
It just happens that this person's schedule is not the same as your schedule. Wow. So simple. But like you pointed out, for some of our owners, they get in their heads, have to be the same schedule for everyone. And that's just not true. You have to have a standard and you have to hold the accountability to be on time. But on time can mean different things to different people. So, you know, uh, we, we've been talking for years about the option of creating four-day work weeks where you have employees that just work a few extra hours and they work four days and get three days off every week. And for several of my clients, they're doing this and their employees love it. Now, you have to have enough people to make that work. But if you have a big enough team that you can give them that flexibility, that's something I'm putting on my job ad. Because again, I've just made myself more attractive to the applicant who maybe really does love family time, or maybe they have something going on in their family. It's a private health issue, but being able to schedule all those doctor's appointments on the day I know I'm off anyway, now you've just, you know, given me an opportunity that I didn't have before. Well, and you're, and you're setting not up both sides. When I do that. Right. right. You're setting up both sides for a win. Right. Right. And it's not just kids. And I think that's too, like you'll hear people say, oh, about, you know, p- people with young kids or whatever. Sometimes there's somebody elderly in the family or a significant exactly. other or whatever that has to be taken care of and needs, mm-hmm. needs serious care. And right. we have to have compassion and understand. Now, if they can only come in five minutes a day because they're taking care of this, that's not going to work. It has to always still be a win-win, but right. we need to be open to it. And I loved about the service advisor that you brought that up with the remote service advisors, because it does work. And that one has been so curious to me for years about, you know, people fighting that because the really our service advisors have always sort of been remote from a customer's point of view, right? Because they drop off the vehicle and most of the transactions during the day have been by phone or zoom and emailing the inspection. So this isn't anything new to have a service advisor contact someone on the telephone and speak to them about their vehicle. So why this is such a, Oh my God, I can't have them calling from their house. What the heck is the difference if they're calling from their house or they're calling from the shop, right? So just open your minds. And and there's all kinds of people out there that want to work. There's there's so many opportunities. And you know what? If everybody else is sticking their head in their sand and looking Mm -hmm. at all of these things as problems and why they shouldn't hire somebody that wants different holidays or because they have kids or they don't have a car, this is a golden opportunity for you to, to get all of those people interested in coming to work for you, right? right? Because no one else wants them. So, Hey, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And all of the studies we could spend all day talking about engagement and how much more productive engaged employees are and cuts down on comebacks and sick days and just all of that. So, you know, for me, I'd rather have somebody there three or four days a week that is really there and in the moment and productive and efficient than to have them there miserable for five days a week to probably not get half the work done. So, right. I love it. So any other tips for hiring or writing the ads that, that appeal would appeal to everybody and not just 
the stereotype picture of, we'll just use a technician for now, of a stereotypical technician. What, what Do you have any other ideas for things to put in the ads or? Well, one, always, always, always start your ad with what's in it for them. If, you, if you're going to put a list of here's everything you need to be first, I'm already, you've just copy pasted the other 250 ads out there. So that's always going to be best practice. What's in it for them? But second, I would write my ad and then I would hand it to somebody who is not the picture in my head of the applicant I'm expecting and say, read this and tell me if you read it, would you think that I was looking for someone like you? So, and and tell them, and I need you to be brutally honest. Okay, you're just making that sound too simple, Charlene, because... <laughs> But, but it's true. You know, I'm a high eagle. I, I, shockingly, some of my clients will say, no, you're not. Like, no, I'm really good at what I do. I'm a high eagle. And I used to, when I would need to write something, I would hand it to my service advisor, who was a dove. And I would say, do I sound like I'm trying to chop this person's head off or is it appropriate? And he knew I wanted the honest truth. And he would come back and he would say, well, Miss Charlene, you got a couple things in here. They're a little rough. I would soften this, this, and this. And I truly appreciated his input. I'm just suggesting we kind of do the same thing here is, okay, well, I'm looking for an entry-level person to turn into an apprentice. I'm going to write my ad and I'm going to hand it to my high school daughter or my high school friend or my friend's high school kids. And I'm going to say, would all of you read this and tell me if you didn't want to go to college and you were looking for a career to go into after high school, would you apply for this? Would it be something you would even look at? And other than you may or may not have interest in the job itself, the ad, does it sound like I would want you to apply? And if they come back and say, no, ask them, give me the specifics, what's in this ad that makes you think you don't really want. Or what's not in it. Or what's not in it. Exactly. And then take that to heart because that helps, you know, like I said, these are unconscious. We are not purposely trying to exclude people, but if we can have some other eyes on it to give us some insight to say, okay, here's where you might have a blind spot in the way you worded this. And this this is why I would think you don't really want me as an applicant. Okay, well, I can change that. I I can make myself better. I can do it better. I can be more inclusive with the way I'm wording the ads that I'm putting out there to identify I would like other people to apply. I would like you to apply. And I'm willing to figure out how to make that work for you if you're the right fit for the job. I'm never going to tell you hire someone just because they check off inclusion and and diversity boxes. But I will tell you, hire them if they do check off the skills that you're looking for, the attitude you're looking for you know, the ability to work with a team that you're looking for, even if you have to find a way to help them get there. I will say, you know, consider that person 
before you consider the person that maybe has the skills and is the picture in your head, but they come in to the interview and your stomach's sick by the time they leave. Don't hire that person. <laughs> great advice. Great advice. Well, thank you for joining me today. I will have the links in there for, say the name of the group again. I always say it wrong. Uh, Kadia, okay. um, kind of their intro website is auto, automotivediversity.org, I believe. Okay. You have it. Yep. I will have it. I will put it in the links. I, I appreciate you coming and sharing. Yep. And people are always welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm a big LinkedIn fanatic. And you're also a blogger. So if you like to read, Charlene writes amazing blogs. So there is all of that. So I will put the link for your blogs in there. I will put the link for Kadia and as well as your LinkedIn. I appreciate you spending some time with us and hopefully we can open our minds a little bit and uh, think about what we don't know and uh, how to make that a little better. So, yep. All right, Charlene, thank you so much for joining me this week. Everybody else, stay safe, make good choices, stay inspired, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.